fitness to farming, beer to business, and shooting to style. It's always entertaining, sometimes insightful, and never has a dull moment. You're listening to the Always Something Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Always Something Podcast. Today we have uh, Average Joe. That's another at another underscore average underscore Joe from Instagram. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, it's good to see you. So you are a uh, veteran support organization. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started, and what you're doing for the community? Yeah, certainly. So um, I actually this month will be a year since I left active duty. I was in the Air Force for seven years. Uh, flew F-15 uh, E models as a backseater, and so. I uh, ended up getting out and really short time frame. So I had about six months from the time I was getting ready to get out until I, um, you know, I, I knew I was out, but I did what's called Palace Chase, where you trade some of your active duty commitment for a guard. So I was kind of waiting on that to settle to find my actual final out date when I was going to uh, separate. So once that hit, I was about six months away, did a lot of, uh, a lot of learning in a short period of time and landed on my feet. And I felt like that doesn't always happen for veterans uh, that get out. And so after a few months, I kind of started to think like, how can I help? And that's when I started another average Joe started out just as a blog uh, website and tried to talk about what I did and some resources I used. And then I, I felt like I really wanted to grow that uh, from there. And that's kind of how I got started. Are you still doing the blog? Uh, yeah, less frequently. I said I would try and keep up with it, but uh, time gets the best of me sometimes. So, yeah, I, I, well, what is the uh, what is the link for the for the blog? Uh, so, if you just visit anotheraveragejoe.com, mm-hmm. you can see the website there. The blog's on the main page, and I've got a list of a small list of resources that I'm planning to grow out as I uh, have time to research more. So, do you do the Big Dad Energy podcast? You you did that I one did. recently, yeah. Yep. How was uh how how, how are they compared to us <laughs> listening to them? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's different for it's for different. each. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a podcast junkie, so I listen to Sweet. pretty much all day at work. I listen to podcasts. So yeah, um, I don't we're, know. we're we're constantly trying to improve our product here, and and I listen to a ton of podcasts too when I'm working, driving back and forth to work, things like that. And uh, so it's always interesting, especially when we've had guests that have been on other podcasts. I'm just always curious, kind of how their experience was, what they think about other podcasts, what they think about ours. And we, we take criticism all the time. You know, if anybody listening wants to drop something into our DMs or, or make a comment about our show, we've had people say, hey, that episode sounded like crap. And um, we actually went through and my, my sister was one of them. She said, man, that one episode sounded terrible. And you went through and did yeah, we kind of remastered a little yeah. bit. It was a little bit of an editing editing yeah. issue. When you're doing the Zoom like we are now, yeah. um, the audio levels are, are going to be different with, with your input versus our input. So there's some you know, posts that you have to do, but we're always, yeah. uh, we're always looking to be better. So yeah, we appreciate any feedback that you might have. Definitely. Yeah. I, I feel like you guys, uh, it's different, right? With one person versus two people hosting. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But I feel like you guys have a pretty good flow. Usually and that's kind of how I felt with his. It was just uh Hey, we talked, you know, what do you want to focus on? And then it wasn't really guided. I know a lot of podcasts, they, you know, kind of pre coordinate some questions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I like, I like that format where it's a little more kind of, off the cuff and authentic. Yeah, we, yeah. we try to have general topics. Yeah, you know, like uh, hey, let's talk about this a little bit, and then yep. wherever the conversation goes is is usually what we stick with. But yeah, sorry to uh, derail from 
from, yeah. from your story. <laughs> but I, no I hear what you're saying. So, yeah. so when I came off active duty, um, you know, you get the, the four hour VA uh, meeting with the VA while you're still in like, Hey, these are all the benefits. And that, that's about it. That's about all the support you get getting when you come off of active duty, or that was my experience at least. And that, that was in uh, 2010. So um, to have these organizations like yourself and some of the, our other partners is, is really beneficial to the veteran community. Um, being able to reach out to, to you guys uh, to say, Hey, you know, what, what's this and how do I apply for that? So it's good that there's all you, all of you working so well together uh, you know, for a greater cause. Yeah, certainly. And I know, you know, so the way I looked at it, right, I talked to a couple of buddies and they kind of said, hey, you know, a lot of people specialize, right? They're like, I'm really, I got out and I did this. So, I'm, you know, I, that's kind of what I focus on. And I, as I started, you know, reaching out and finding all these different organizations, I don't, I don't think people understand how many organizations there are out there already that, that provide some kind of service product, whatever it is that are super specialized. And I didn't feel like I wanted to be another one of those, but I felt the the kind of the gap, if you will, right. And I was trying to figure out where I could help the most. That gap was to connect people to those resources. So instead of, you know, I don't focus specifically on like an MBA program or, um, you know, trade jobs, uh, like John uh, from Outlaws Inc. If you're uh, familiar with him, Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's kind of their niche, right? But not a lot of people have heard of them yet. And so if I can kind of connect those people together, I think that's the kind of the point of what I'm doing. That's good. So you, you probably have a whole list of different resources that so so a veteran coming out can go to you and they can say what's out there and you can say, go here, go here, go here. That's yep. kind of the gist of it, right? So I'm a little curious about your your aircraft to kind of circle back a little bit. You used to fly the F-15Es, is that right? I'm not I'm not real yep. well versed in in aircraft too much. Yeah, so the F-15E is a two seat uh, version. It's got air to air and air to ground kind of dual role capability. So uh, fly with a pilot in the front seat, and then they call it a WIZO or weapon systems officer in the back seat. And that's what I was. You were the weapon systems officer. Wep- weapons yep. system officer. Yep. Kind of, kind of like a Rio. Yeah, similar. Uh, just the Navy calls it something different. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah. How long did you do that for? Uh, so, initial flight training takes close to two years, and so, I mean, training for that basically the whole time. But mm-hmm. two years of flight training, and then about five years in the aircraft itself. Nice. Were you were you overseas a lot, or did you stay stateside more? Uh, so, I I had some pretty good luck in timing, right? Because some <laughs> it depends on what you joined for, right? Like I joined. Sure personally, because I, I did want to, you know, deploy and, and go do the mission. Mm-hmm. And so for, for me, that kind of worked out. Um, I was able to, I was stationed at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. So that's where the training unit is for the Strike Eagle. Mm-hmm. And then I went across the street to the op squadron that's there, um, one of them. And then within like a year, a little over a year, I was deployed uh, in one of their kind of regular rotations. So that worked out in my favor. And then came back was kind of start, that's when I was starting to like look at getting out thinking about kind of my next option next moves and then ended up actually getting activated on what was called the GRF the global response force so uh back in 2019 when things were kind of it interesting with Iran a little bit they still are but mm-hmm. uh we got we got pulled over there for a, a kind of short notice deployment for a few months mm-hmm. and then after that I came back and got out so what have you been other than another average Joe you got anything else going on since you've been back 
Yeah, so I, this is kind of a side gig for me. Uh, I work full time for a small veteran owned business. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily, we're in the defense uh, acquisition world, mm-hmm. uh, doing some support contractor work. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Not you know, not the contractor stuff you think about, uh, like guys going overseas or anything like that. But mm-hmm. um, I enjoy it. It's very rewarding. Kind of you know, makes me feel still involved, right? And like helping out with the development of future technology and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, uh, speaking, better speaking, better work life balance. Yeah, speaking of that contractor stuff, when I uh, when I was coming off active duty, I had a I had a friend who worked for the State Department, and she would do these year deployments to Baghdad, and she like her personal security people were like Triple Canopy, Blackwater, like those those private mm-hmm. mercenaries basically. So I'm like, oh, that'd be cool because you get paid like a hundred mm-hmm. and fifty thousand dollars, and it's all overseas, so it's not taxed. And I'm like, I could do that for a year. So I applied for Triple Canopy, and they never even called me back because they wanted like Ranger, they wanted yeah. SF SF guys, they they want like the high speed guys, which I was not. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so they didn't even like respond to my application. But there's a lot of that that goes on over there. Well, Blackwater Blackwater got into some trouble shortly before that, so I think they changed their name to like ZXI or something like that, and that the, they were kind of operating under that name. But they did a lot of a lot of private mil- those are just private military companies that mm-hmm. are over there or were over there i don't really know what's going on now it's it's yeah. been 11 years since i've been in so it's been a while yeah no and it, what that's an important thing too right a lot of people i feel like uh have that mentality hey i did so and so while i was in so i have to do this when i get out and you know the reality is when you're leaving the military it's such a pivot if for a lot of people even if you just did like you know your one uh, enlistment or whatever and got out you can do whatever you want. That's kind of the time to have that big career change to whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I think the more people can recognize that, they won't fall into that. Hey, I did this when I was in, so that corresponds to this job on the outside, even though I may not like it. That's true because there's like like infantry, for example. You, you go in and you learn how to use weapon systems and things of that nature. But what's the civilian equivalent? There kind of isn't one. Mm-hmm. But if you just focus your resume on the the, the, the discipline, the physical fitness and, and, you know, the mm-hmm. army values kind of stuff. Um, you should be kind of a blank slate of disciplined person that can do anything. But when you're in a, say in like an MP or, or, you know, whatever else that you're right, you, you, a military police would probably come out and want to be a cop because they think that that's what they did. And they're going to transfer into that. And that doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what you're doing is great. We, um we've really enjoyed working with, all of these different organizations trying to help spread your your core values and your mission statement and, and more advertising. I think that's that's really great. It's a good way to give back and provide knowledge of what's available out there for veterans who are maybe listening to us or following us that don't know what path to go in. So um, what else is another average Joe providing? Do you guys have anything else that you're doing? Yeah, so working on working on right right now is uh, going to launch a discord server kind of encompassing a community aspect so you want to talk about the, that a little bit i'm a little yeah. like i know what discord yeah, is I I, i've used it before yeah certainly so uh looking at the end of march for that end of march early april um kind of trying to help spread the word now through mm-hmm. podcasting and social media mm-hmm. but i and i think you guys have talked about this on some of your other podcasts but um the community aspect, right? A lot of veterans feel that they lose that when they get out. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was looking for a way to do it. That's, you know, maybe a little bit more modern, right? Like the 
the VFW is not the the happening place anymore that it used to be uh, in generations past. And so, sure. uh, like it or not, a lot of stuff is going digital. Um, and so I'm just trying to use an existing technology. So to your question, Discord mm-hmm. um, kind of started out more popular with gamers. So you can like connect it with a Twitch account. People can live stream their games and people can watch and interact with the, the gamers. Um, but it kind of works just as like a forum. It's a little bit mo- more modern. Um, and I, what I liked about it was that you can build different, uh, they call them categories and channels. So under under a category, uh, for example, like the first category we have is just called uh, separation decision. And then you can have different channels underneath that. Uh, they can be focused. And that way people can come, you know, hey, I'm a year from getting out or I'm six months from getting out. You know, if they've already made the decision, they can go kind of to the next category down. I'm really looking to kind of build that whole experience of, all right, I, you know, I, I need help making the decision of staying in or getting out, or I need help with benefits, or I need help with, you know, career placement, whatever it is. And those would kind of be the categories, and then the channels would be more specific, you know, career, uh, specific careers or, you know, VA benefits or whatever it is. And then that's really where I think the the community aspect and bringing the other organizations helps, right? Because if like, yeah, I don't know that much about VA benefits, right? I, I know some, mm-hmm. uh, but if, if you, you know, you guys have been through it or some other people have been through it, um, you can give your perspective on it. And and it's also keeps it a little less formal. I think a lot of people don't necessarily want to be in like a formal, you know, feel like they're in this super formal setting. I think it's genius. I've I've used Discord before to communicate with my friends when I'm gaming and that and it is a it's a nice solid platform. I mean it's free. Um I, I don't know what it costs to actually host a server on there. Do you are you, do you Yeah, so a basic server for, is free so far. Um I had run into any features that I'm limited on. I you know, if it uh gets a lot of users or whatever, there may be a cap. Um mm-hmm. but I haven't I haven't seen one yet. Uh, there's a couple other servers I've joined just to kind of see how they run. And some of them have, you know, close to a thousand people in them. Uh, yeah, it's good. So, yeah. My, my kids use it. They use it on their computer. They use it on their phone too, to communicate with their friends when they're, when they're gaming. And, and again, I've used it too. So it's, it's, it's a really smart idea that you had um, because you can kind of create a uh, uh, hierarchy of topics. Like you said, within the, uh, you know, the topics on the left-hand side, the, then you can go down to the channels to get more specific. I think it's a really, e- really nice way to, to make it easy for somebody. And anybody can do it from home or from their phone now with Discord. So they don't have to have a meeting with the VA or, um, you know, here we have uh, the County Veteran Services Administration. So you can go in there and, and, and make an appointment and meet with somebody to talk to them about VA benefits. But this, you just do it from your house. You have an idea. You're like, I'm going to log into the Discord server and ask a question real quick. That's going to make things so easy for guys getting out. So I think, I think what you're doing is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was kind of the plan, right? I didn't want. I try to minimize any barriers. You know, I didn't. To create an existing platform would require a lot more uh, money in my case because I don't have the ability to do that. I can't make my own app. Right. Um, I have to pay someone to do it. And then you have to convince them to download an app that the you know they have never heard of, um, mm-hmm. and you know kind of build build that brand awareness. Whereas Discord already exists; it's pretty seamless across you know Android, iOS. There's a, uh, a desktop app you can get as well, or you can use in a browser. So you know very versatile, kind of already exists, easy to scale, um, and so that's really what kind of what I liked about it. That's good. It's a cool. smart idea. 
I wanted to uh, bring up a point that uh, when we, we were talking about the, uh, you know, you, you kind of have a blank slate getting out of the military and there's, you can do whatever if you can focus on that. You know, I, I saw a, uh, I saw a, a, a post, it was from a police department and I, I'm not sure what state it was from or which agency it was, but it, it said something to the effect of, we don't want to hire military because uh, for our law enforcement officers, because they're going to have too much of a military style um, mentality. I, I was very mad when I saw that. Um, I don't know if have you seen anything like that, that people are actually like, whoa, 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 these guys, you know, they're, it's almost they're like post nine 11. I was 17 mm-hmm. when nine 11 happened. And now, and then it automatically became cops, firefighters, EMS providers, military. They're all heroes. And it was such a short lived thing that it's starting to turn the other direction now. Whereas, you know, back in post Vietnam and or during Vietnam, even people, not everybody, but a lot of people hated the military. They're like, these guys are, you know, messed up and they're doing bad things. And I'm afraid that it's kind of turning towards that with the, not steering this toward politics, but the political mm-hmm. climate we're in, uh, people are actually starting to uh, turn away from the the police, fire, EMS, and military people. Uh, not not quite as celebrated as they used to be. Uh, have you seen any of that at all? Yeah, I mean it's an interesting shift, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, so I did uh, junior ROTC way back in high school, um, but we had an old you know command sergeant major who was Vietnam vet, and that's what he talked about. You know, like coming home and and just being you know totally called a baby killer and all this stuff and he spit on him exactly yeah and yeah. you know i can't imagine right like it, there's still a, a much higher level of respect than there there ever was uh back then but yeah i think there's that that issue right obviously veterans mental health and all that kind of stuff has been highlighted a lot uh recently in the you know kind of mainstream news i i feel like again i don't have like sure. evidence you know to support how much the trend is but I, I think what that really comes from is just the, the percentage of the population, right? Like it's so easy to say, oh, it's, you know, it's less than 1%. I think it's like what, one half of 1% that, that serve, mm-hmm. uh, you know, astronomically small numbers, the, the least amount of percentage in our history. And it's a lot easier to just not really understand when you don't see it every day in the news or, you know, you're less likely to have someone in your family that, that served or served in combat, especially now with, you know, stuff kind of slowing down. Right. So, well, like my, my daughter was born in 2002, mm. in September of 2002. So it was about, she was about a year, you know, a year before she was born, 9-11 happened. And I, I'm using that as an example, because that's like the most recent kind of big event that's happening where the Americans rallied together, yeah. uh, you know, over this thing that had happened. So now we have 18, 19, 20 year olds who have no idea what happened that day. And I don't even know to what extent they're teaching it. And I mean, they're teaching it as a historical event in mm-hmm. school now, if that makes you feel old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but they didn't feel that they didn't feel that day. I mean, I, I was just 17 myself. So we have a whole generation now that's come post 9-11 that didn't experience that whole event. And maybe they were real little if their relatives were fighting from, you know, I think we found Saddam Hussein in 2003. So somewhere between the event and and when things started whittling or you know dwindling down, um, this whole generation never really under, understands that or or what these guys have done or, or what they're going through. 
So it's it's unfortunate. I'm not saying that we should have another 9/11 by any chance by any means, but um, but they don't. They just don't seem to understand that. Yeah, no, I I agree. I kind of feel like you know at the military from you know from my perspective, pretty recent getting out. I'm still in the guard. You know, obviously there's this focus on like what's next and the great power competition with um, you know primarily Russia and China, but preparing for for that and is not really the same as kind of focusing on what has happened the last, you know, 20-ish years, uh, primarily in the Middle East. And I think it's just it's just a less percentage of the population that's been involved in that. Mm-hmm. And there is some stigma. There's certainly some stigma involved, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on the active duty side, even, you know, guys getting out still not, just not wanting to get that, um, you know, just not talking about it, right? Uh, and so I think that's a huge kind of thing to overcome. I don't have all the answers for that. Um, but, you know, there's or there great organizations that are more focused on that, uh, but it is certainly very important. Um, and it's, it's worth, you know, kind of saying like, Hey, it's not something to, to not talk about. It's not something to kind of sweep under the rug or whatever it, it needs to be talked about. So. Yeah. I think the stigma is, I think the stigma has changed quite a bit, you know, back in the world war two days, they, they, they called it shell shock back mm-hmm. then. Right. Yeah. And then they kind of changed the name of it over time, but they never really got a lot of support because it wasn't understood. And I feel like it's a lot more understood now. Um, but, you know, with organizations like yourself, you said you don't have all the answers. Nobody has all the answers. But, you know, if there's organizations like yours that can connect people to, you know, those resources, I think it's very helpful. Yeah, but, certainly. I, I was going to say, I'll give you guys a quick example. Sure. sure. Uh, kind of to shout her out. Um, she's not super active on social media, but there's a, a lady named Dr. Carrie Elk, and she uh, runs a nonprofit called the Elk Institute, and uh, she works with veterans, primarily focused on uh, counseling for PTSD, uh, 100% free. If you've ever served, you will not pay a dime. Uh, it's kind of the way she runs it uh, through the nonprofit, and then obviously she has her um, kind of private practice as well, so if you've got family or, or whoever, mm-hmm. uh, she can kind of help with that, um, but yeah, it's great. Uh, great resource. Uh, there was a crash that happened in uh, 2018, um, uh, about a month, let's see, March 15th, was a Jolly helicopter. You guys have heard of the Jolly call sign or not, the rescue, pararescue guys from the Air mm-hmm. Force? I'm not I'm not too familiar with it, but that's okay. Yeah, so there's a career field called pararescue uh, in the Air Force and primarily uh, those they're like combat search and rescue teams that kind of specialize their mission. Uh, there was one that crashed in March of 2018 uh, on a training mission uh, in Iraq, killed everyone on board uh, in a very unusual move. They actually brought everyone of the, the sister crew. So they, you know, flying two helicopters, the other crew that didn't, uh, that, that survived. Um, they brought those guys home from combat, which is a pretty unusual uh, move at the time and actually brought her in to count kind of counsel them and help so she's doing great work wow. um, that kind of stuff how would somebody go about finding her uh so the elk institute if you just google the elk institute she's got a website and you you can uh find her contact information i don't have it offhand okay uh but yeah look her up and she's super willing to work with uh, any veterans uh, i know kind of learn more about her she's uh worked a lot in the special operations community. Mm-hmm. So nice. I interrupted you here a second ago. Were you gonna say? Oh, Sorry. I was going to, well, I, I have the, the information here for the elk Institute. It's uh, 
located in Tampa, Florida. It's just the www.elkinstitute.org. Um, you can put it in there and check it out. What I was going to say was I, uh, looking, looking through your blog and everything and reading some of the blogs you have, one, you had one for networking for success. And I thought that was a really good blog and, and they're not long reads either. I, I like that you, you don't, you don't write a book when you do your blog. There's some blogs that I, I start reading and they're, they're interesting, but it, it's so long after a while. I feel like, I feel like some people are just putting too much into it. I like that yours are, are, you cover a lot of good information, but they're not, they're not tiring. Mm. And it's kind of like what we try to do with our podcast by, by the time length that we do, we try not to drag this out too long because like you said, you, you listen to other podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts and when they start getting like an hour and a half long, I, I get bored or I'm just like, man, I've been listening to this forever and I switch to someone else. So I do, I, I do like your blogs and everything in this, this networking for success, I thought was really great. Um, you talked about don't wait to network. And that's, that's what we've been doing a lot, building this up. We've been doing a lot of networking just in, in the last, last year, I, I really wanted to try to do more than just go work my normal job and everything like that. I wanted to try to build something. I wanted to try to grow um, business and things like that. So networking has really worked well for us with this podcast. Um, people that, you know, talking to them, you, you talked about that in there and we, we haven't done a lot with people that we know, but just by networking and reaching out, we've met so many people like you. We, we met you uh, just by reaching out to our organic grit. That's really opened up a lot of doors for us and developing relationships. And that's, that's exactly what we've been doing. And we like the fact that we get to meet people like you because you're interesting. We enjoy talking with you. I, I think that the stuff that you are doing has a lot of value to it. And I'm glad that we can share that and help you um, with the uh, like publicity and, and just network uh, marketing this, this information and, and networking it to people that we also have that follow us. So I think all of that is really great and, and it's really important. And I don't know if enough people realize how important networking is throughout your whole life. Everybody that you meet, we've talked about this before. Uh, we were just talking about that not long ago with your job and meeting people and how that opens up doors and people that you can talk to and, and um, just what we learn and mm -hmm. the relationships that you build from that and how it can benefit you in so many different ways. It's really important for everybody working on your networking, talk to people. Um, don't wait. I, I feel like I've been waiting for a long time to just start doing anything where I'm like, well, I'll just, you know, this isn't the right time or, you know, maybe down the road, things will be better. We've talked in the past about making, making lists and writing things down. And I've noticed the more I write things down, there's things I might not be able to do today, but by networking, meeting people, there's, there's ideas that I had. We, we've been talking with Alex from Organic Grit about different business ideas. And there's things that we've discussed before that I've, I've had ideas in the past, just it didn't go anywhere. But now that we've been networking and we're building these relationships, all of a sudden it's taking us to a place where, you know, there's goals that we might want to reach or, or ideas that we have that we can actually act on. So it's great. I think that was a really good blog. Um, I encourage people to go to your website, www.anotheraveragejoe.com check out your blog, check out your information, what you're about. I think it's really good, good information. I enjoy reading it. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. I, one thing I would say about the networking piece, right, is mm -hmm. um, this, you know, kind of designed for that post was for people, you know, job searching, but sure. once you have a job or, you know, whatever, and, and 2020, right, has highlighted this to everyone, mm -hmm. you know, you should never stop networking just because the days of, you know, like starting at one company and working there for 30 years and retiring, uh, less and less. I won't say it's gone yet, but 
Yeah. Uh, it's less common for sure. And so, you know, you always want to just continue to be networking, even if it's not for a job, right? Mm -hmm. You have other interests and other hobbies, uh, just network around those things, you know? Yep. So I, I would encourage people to, that, I think that's what's helped me, right? I kind of started, uh, you know, obviously you know, originally job focused, uh, you know, working with a great company now that I love, but I'm not going to stop networking and, you know, kind of using it to fold into uh, my side project here was another average Joe. Right. Not only that, but, you know, it, you may, you may want to network just so you have a little something to fall back on for your job security, but, but, you know, you might want, you should never stop growing either. Mm -hmm. And if you're exactly. at a company that you even love, but you find it, you might find a better opportunity over there. And it's not just about the money, but mm -hmm. you might find some place that you would maybe has a better mission statement that you really would rather work there. Mm -hmm. You network, you make those connections, you might have that uh, as a possibility. Well, and your strengths too, and your interest as well. You may have a, a really good job where you're making good money and, and you enjoy it, but there's something that you would excel so much more at and you'd enjoy so much more because of your strengths and your interests. And like this, this podcast, there's so many different things that we enjoy and that we're into that we talk about all the time. And by networking and meeting people, meeting people like you, meeting some of our other guests, it just, it opens up so many avenues. There's, there's things we can talk about, but there's, there's a lot of things that we are interested in and we're hoping in the future that we'll be able to get out more, especially when, uh, you know, more things open up post COVID eventually, hopefully we can do a little more traveling and get out and do more activities because there are so many different things that, that we are interested in and, and, uh, hobbies we have that we want to continue growing and exemplifying and, you know, the people that we meet, it just, it makes it great for our knowledge, for their knowledge. And, you know, it makes us better, I think, all around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. And then, you know, shameless plug, right? Yeah. Uh, if you join the, the community mm -hmm. for another average Joe, that's another way to network, right? Because uh, I know for, for me, I, I joined a, a, um, a network uh, called Elite Meet. Um, so they're a nonprofit that's specifically uh, targeting special ops and fighter, uh, they say fighter pilots, but fighter air crew. They offer, or, you know, pre-COVID, they had these like big conferences, you know, with uh, pretty high profile companies that they were networking with and all that kind of stuff. And so um, I was able to do a skill bridge internship with them. Uh, it helped me a lot just, you know, being a part of that network, right? Like joining that network and then getting being active in it right because you can't just join an organization and then do nothing but just reaching out and like getting you know help with resumes or practice interviews that's where you know a lot of those initial resources on my website come from and they're listed there as well um but that's kind of what started it right and then you just continue like you said you, you don't want to stop growing so you can't just say hey i reached this point or i've reached this thing and, and that's it um you know it, it's yeah. it's not this day and age is not something you can do. Yeah, no. And the ones that I feel like the ones that do lose their job because a weird year like COVID happened and mm -hmm. lost your job. Now you don't have any money and you're losing it. I would venture to bet those are the people that didn't have any kind of plan B. Mm -hmm. And because there, there should, you should always have a plan B. Yeah. And you always need to work on yourself and grow. We, we've talked about this multiple times in other podcasts in the past. I listen to Joe Rogan all the time and he always says, invest in yourself work on yourself, improve yourself. Um, you know, you, it might not even be for your job. It's just your general knowledge. Read, read books, you know, listen to books on tape, 
immerse yourself in a bunch of different areas of knowledge and it helps you grow. It makes you a more rounded person. There's this book I'm reading right now. It's called leadership and training for the fight using special operation principles to succeed in law enforcement, business, and war written by master Sergeant Paul. I think it's Howie, maybe um, U S army retired. And it's really good. And it's just, it's, it's an interesting book um, that kind of changes my perspective just in everything using discipline and um, communication and things like that for business and success. And there's so many different programs out there that you can do and things that you can immerse yourself in just always improve on yourself, work on yourself, try to make yourself better every day. And I think it just kind of helps us be more rounded. Do they still make books on tape? (laughs) I I, I like physical books. (laughs) <laughs> so, so I, this is a physical book that I'm reading. I like to physically hold a book when I read, I, I still buy books, physical books on Amazon, just because I, I like that. I like to be able to physically hold that book and read it. Um, I would imagine that they probably do still do books on tape. If there's any truckers that are driving down the road, that are listening to our podcast. Um, I, I would imagine maybe they still have tape decks. Yeah. Otherwise, say, they're probably they make tape decks anymore. I don't know. My, my motorcycle <laughs> has a tape deck on it. That's how old it is. But, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm a, I use Audible. I do. So. too. Yeah, I've got a lot of yeah. books. <laughs> Every month I get my credit. And I get excited. We really date ourselves when we say books on tape. Some, somebody's going to be listening. Like you said, somebody in their 20s is going to be listening and say tape? tape, tape, like like tape that yeah. I tape a package with. I don't understand. What's a tape? <laughs> Yeah, my kids that don't know what the save icon is, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's a floppy disk? Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what do you think? We've been we've been talking for a long time here. We want to try well, to. It's been over half an hour already. Yeah. Holy crap. You want to you want to start winding this down? Is there anybody anything else you wanted to plug? Anything else you wanted to say? Um, no, I mean I I think that was it. I, I really liked touching on the the self improvement stuff. Mm-hmm. I know for me it was like super beneficial. That. You know, I could kind of talk a, a little bit more about that, but I, I kind of started mm-hmm. uh, when I came back from that that short notice deployment and uh, really just listening to uh, TED TED talks turned into Audible, turned into podcast, uh, and kind of a combination of all that. Um, and that really is, you know, I think what helped me kind of develop more of a growth mindset. I think super important. A lot of people talk about that concept. Um, so no, and then obviously. You know, I met you guys through Alex with uh, Organic Grit, so I got to give him a shout out. He's like mm-hmm. the ultimate hype man, as you guys know. Yeah, yeah. he um, is. He's, so, he's like, he's so so positive all the time. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you have you met him in person yet? I have not. No. Uh, I wish I could have made it up to the product launch, but yeah, it was a, it was a really good time. Actually, after we get done here, we'll we'll uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. So yeah. we'll have that information coming out soon yeah. about the launch party. Yeah, he's he's got a ton of energy. I I try to I feel like I do a lot of stuff, but I feel like I don't have nearly the amount of energy he does in what he accomplishes and the things that he does, even though I, I try. I try really hard to work <laughs> constantly on different things and I still feel like I'm not even touching where he's at. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really awesome. But, but yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that he was able to connect us Mm -hmm. i'm glad that we were able to connect and do this podcast to get get your organization out there and your stuff you are welcome back anytime my friend if yes if we get done here and you say i wanted i should have talked we could we could anytime anytime we could even fit you in for a short little bit while we're doing some recording um 
we appreciate your time, man. It was good to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate definitely. it. It was good to meet you guys too. I, I know we talked about, and I know for me, uh, and it didn't really kind of make it into the main segment here, but like the self-improvement aspect mm-hmm. is, is been huge because, yep. you know, I had this preconceived notion of what I was going to do when I got out. Like I knew, you know, based on kind of where we lived and, you know, having the, the in-laws property that we're kind of living right next to them and all that. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to live here. There's, there's the, here's the local companies. You know, I got a few contacts. I'm just going to work a job, whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like, that was totally the wrong uh, mentality. And so uh, with going through that process and learning it yourself uh, was, was really, I mean, you, you have to do it yourself. You know, people can guide you or whatever, but you, you have to put that in and, and do the, the kind of self-learning uh, to, to change. And I think that's really kind of what helped set me up and be successful uh in the long run that yeah you know i was able to land a job in march of 2020 which is not uh mm-hmm. the easiest thing to do yeah uh, but land a job in march uh i was working from home before it was cool mm-hmm. um and it's supposed to be a lot more travel but you know but someday i'll get back to that travel yeah, schedule yeah. again but we'll, we'll get out of it eventually yeah 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 the uh the self-improvement is just so important for everyone i man i I constantly, for years, I, I felt like I'm I'm improving myself. I do a lot of training every year. I work in in different facets of emergency services, and so I'm always going to different training courses. I'm always trying to improve myself, but at the same time, I felt like I wasn't really improving myself. I was with my jobs. I was kind of, you know, my knowledge base would would increase a little bit, which would benefit my job, but I didn't feel like I was really doing anything to improve myself. And I really wanted to. I've had this like this. Um, I don't, I don't know if you want to call it like a hunger or this passion where I feel like I can do so much more than what I, I've always been doing. I just didn't know where to go or what to do. And uh, I started reading, I read um, Sean Whelan's um, How to Make Shit Happen book. And I mean, I love it. I've talked about that before. It's a real quick read. You can buy it on Amazon. You can listen to it on Audible. It's a super good book. And it just kind of changed my mindset a little bit about um, fitness and my own um, success as far as relationships and business and things like that. It's, it's not a how to, it's more evaluating yourself and, and how you go about your daily activities and everything. And just by doing that, I, I went to him and I said, Hey, you know what? We hang out now and then we should hang out way more because like Matthew McConaughey talks about where you, your, your, um, you know, where you put your value in your, your life and everything. And one of its friendship. And I'm like, we should hang out more. We should do something where we hang out more. Why don't we start a podcast? We hang out. It'll give us an excuse to hang out. We'll talk about stuff. Maybe somebody will listen to it. Maybe no one will listen to it, but if they do, maybe someone will get something out of it. And it's, it's awesome interacting with people, the people that we've met, the people that we talked to. I I really, when we were in New Jersey a, a few weeks ago, we had one guy that came up to us and he said he wasn't on social media, but he listens to our podcast and he loves it. He said he thinks they're great. And I'm like, man, that is awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. There's somebody that's listening to our podcast that's getting something out of it that enjoys it. And I'm like, this is this is kind of what I wanted. And now we're we're kind of expanding and trying to grow it into somewhat of a business. And that's what I wanted also. I wanted wanted to be successful where not that we're looking to be super famous or we're looking to make a ton of money, although that would be awesome. And if there's anybody <laughs> out there that's listening that wants to help us with that, um, <laughs> you know, shameless plug for us, we, we want to do that, but we want it to at least be profitable enough that we can take this on the road more that we can go places and it'll kind of cover its own expenses, just to do that kind of stuff. So we can go meet people and, and things along those lines. So I mean, I just, 
I, I think working on yourself, no matter what it is, however small it is, that's the best thing ever because there's nothing you can put more value in than yourself. Yeah, totally agree. For me, it was the um, the Spartan Way uh, by Joe DeSena. Yep. And so like, that's really where I started. Uh, Spartan Up podcast, you know, shameless plug for those guys. Uh, mm-hmm. The first podcast that I like really, you know, religiously listened to every, every week when it came out. Um, and at this point, they've got, you know, hundreds of episodes, a couple of different spinoffs of it that are mm-hmm. kind of focused on different aspects. And, um, but that's really listening to that first, you know, audio, audio, uh, audio book. Um, when I was driving back and forth, I did a lot of driving because uh, my wife and my son had already moved up uh, before I finished separating. And so like every weekend I was about four and a half hour drive one way um, just to come see them. And so, you know, one day I was like, why am I listening to music for eight hours? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. You know, when yep. I get like, cool, it's cool music. Yeah. But yeah. like I could be doing something more productive and that's kind of what, what started it, you know? I yeah. just, so. I, it's so funny you say that. Cause I, yeah. I drove truck for a while. I was driving over the road flatbed. And, uh, and, and I would do the same thing. I was like, I want Sirius XM radio in my truck. And it was like, it was a hassle to get those radios installed with it. And I remember just being annoyed by the process. Mm-hmm. And at one point, uh, I, I started listening to audiobooks. That's when I first got my Audible account. And mm-hmm. I would listen to, I mean, you're driving for 10 hours a day, yeah. like podcasts and audiobook. I don't even hardly ever listen to music now. I always yeah. have an audiobook on or a podcast. Another, another great um, program here that uh, they have a podcast, 75 Hard, Tactical Guide to Winning the War Within Yourself. Um, it's Andy Frizzella. He um, he has a podcast you can listen to. You, you can look it right up, 75 Hard, Tactical Guide to Winning the War in Yourself. It's it's pretty interesting. He has a whole program too. That's It's it's very similar to what Sean Whelan talks about. And I, I haven't implemented his whole program, but um, it's it covers all different aspects too of, of making yourself more successful through your mental attitude and your self-esteem and fortitude. He talks about grittiness in there, which I, I really like. That's one of the things that kind of drew us to organic grit. So that's a big thing. He, he brings that up several times talking about your grittiness and just success in everything that you do. And that's, that's what I want. That's kind of the path that I've been going down and, you know, keeping the momentum going with this and, and then other, um, business opportunities and everything that I'm, I'm working on. I I'm trying super hard for that because I want success in everything that I do as well. And like I said, proving on yourself, it's the best way to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think people kind of underestimate the value, right. Too of, I, I list, if you, you know, go through the library of everything I listen to at this point, it's, it's some of it's like super boring. Yeah. Um, you know, I have like some acquisition defense talk, which probably bore uh, you guys. Um, but, you know, then I've got, you know, Spartan Up, I listen to Ed Milet, um, Gary Vee, Audio Experience, just kind of a different, you know, range of, of things. And to be able to just start to take those ideas in, right? Like you said, you know, I pretty much only listen to music now when I'm working out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even sometimes, depending on the workout, uh, you know, if it's not as intense, I, I will listen to an audio book just to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, have something to think about. Yeah. Um, but once you can start doing that, you know, you can really start to change your mindset, and especially this day and age, you know, hopefully we're on the, the other side of COVID soon. But, you mm-hmm. know, I think a lot of people were uh, suddenly isolated when they hadn't been used to that. And if you can at least surround yourself, right, with some of those ideas and those voices, it, it helps. Big time. Well, uh, Joe, we really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah, man. I, I, I yeah, feel absolutely. Like, I feel like we, we scratched the surface today. 
that's what we always we say. Always, we, always we, always, the we always scratch the surface of things. And I, I'd like the uh, opportunity in the future to uh, kind of dig in a little deeper with you. Yeah, certainly. I think it'd be awesome. So check him out. Uh, anotheraveragejoe.com or at another underscore average, excuse me, AVG mm-hmm. underscore Joe on Instagram. Thanks for your time. So until next time, this has been Always, always Something, something Podcast. Like